0: Welcome to the Martech Podcast.
1: Today, we're going to discuss the past, current, and future of marketing. Joining us is Trisha Gelman, who is the CMO of Drift, which is a conversational marketing platform that combines chat, email, video, and automation to remove the friction from business buying by starting conversations with customers now on their terms, not in later days. There are over 50,000 businesses that use Drift today to generate more revenue, shrink sales cycles, and make buying easier. And today, Trisha and I are going to talk about the three eras that are defining marketing, starting off with the pre-digital era. Okay, on with the show. Here's the first part of my conversation with Trisha Gelman, CMO of Drift. Trisha, welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me. We're really excited to have this conversation about the eras of marketing and how the role of marketing's changed over the past three to four decades.
1: I'm excited to talk sort of high level about marketing and thinking about mostly the past and you know, not to age you, but you have been around and seen some things. You were an employee at the earlier days in Apple. You've moved through some very prominent companies. I believe you were at Adobe as well and now on to Drift. So you've seen marketing and specifically marketing at technology companies evolve for a while. We'll start and talk about the past and honestly this is probably the era that was before both of our times but we're breaking this conversation up into three segments the pre-digital era the internet age and the the revenue era let's talk about the pre-digital age you know what sticks out to you and how do you think about what marketing was like really before the rise of the internet
2: it's interesting that you ask about that because honestly i was not a marketer i had no ambition to be a marketer at that time And I was actually told in a reorg at Apple that I was a marketer and I went home and I cried because I thought that this era of what we call sort of the brand and billboard era, I would call it, you know, it was like madmen. It was the group of people that sat in the corner, they smoked their cigarettes and it was really exclusive, but it didn't really have any proof points of what it was doing. And I thought, well, I came to work at Apple because I was going to make a huge difference. And now I've been put in the corner to be a marketer. And what I learned, and this was actually a little bit before this electronic era that we went into, I would say before people were looking at tracking their marketing in a CRM or doing Google AdWords and things like that. And I was able to help shape the conversation. I was able to create partnerships. I was able to get Apple in front of people in the business world in a way that helped to drive the brand and grow the business, which you know is the main purpose of marketing.
1: I'm glad that you mentioned the Mad Men era. First off, because it's one of my favorite shows. And I think that the Don Draper figure in Mad Men, hopefully everybody that's listening to this podcast has heard of Don Draper or, or knows who that character is, is kind of emblematic of not only the era in the sense of, marketing seems to be a bunch of older white dudes drinking bourbon and having cocktails with advertising agencies, thinking about branding. But it also talked a little bit about what the strategies are. I think of the pre-digital era of marketing being centered around print, radio, and maybe out of home. Am I getting that right? You were sort of more active in marketing than I was at the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think those are the big things and I think that's why I kind of called it like the billboard era because I think that was one of the sort of preeminent ways that people marketed at that time. And the thing that's in common with all of these is that they're hard to measure. If you think about, you know, how you engage with a newspaper or if you saw an ad on the highway that you're on your way to go shopping today, maybe not on your way to work, then how can you measure that? I mean, back in the day, especially there, it was very hard. And so it was mostly through buzz, and Buzz is kind of fluffy, but like really that's what you would do back in the day is you would kind of pull people through phone calls and figure out, have you heard of this brand? How did you hear about this brand? What do you think they do? And that's how you measured what was successful.
1: It's interesting to me. We actually probably forgot maybe the biggest and most powerful marketing channel in the era, which was the new technology that was out there, the television.
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: And, you know, in the pre-digital era, we went from the four major stations to cable television. And so there was this idea that you can create buzz, you can advertise nationally, but also there was this local and more segmented type audience. You know, back in the day when you were sitting around with all the guys drinking your cocktails, how did you think about defining who your customer was, figuring out segmentation? How did you target the right people at the right time?
2: That's one of the challenges, right? And I think as we look through this evolution, we'll see a common theme, which is that we've partnered technology with people. People hopefully are making strategic decisions of where do they want the message to be, why, et cetera. But what we've been able to do through targeting has become much, much more specific. And when you go to billboards, okay, well, what kinds of people are going through your train station? What kinds of people are going on these freeways? Like where? Would people be going or not going? I mean, that's kind of how you would decide back at that time. And I think the place where we did start to get into more audience understanding and segmentation was TV. And that was the big evolution at the time.
1: So it seems like there is a the lack of ability to segment in, in a granular fashion like we can today. There were some challenges with evaluation of your campaign on the flip side, seems like marketing was a little less complicated. So it was more of an art than it was a science. Now I was born in the Apple coming to prominence pre-digital era, but wasn't actively working. Am I thinking about it the right way? Was marketing more the, you know, the winners were the creatives as opposed to the scientists, or was there actually more evaluation than what I'm assuming was happening?
2: I think what's interesting is that in that time period, I think there were a lot of scientists, but what the scientists were actually tracking was not a bunch of analytics and numbers necessarily as much as psychologically, how do you convey a message and how do you build sort of the personality of a brand? And what does that mean? There was a lot of time and energy that was put into building the brand, identifying what it stood for. Therefore, like, what would you say the consistency? How many times did you need to say it? All of these things were really, really important. And then on the TV side, I mean, even back in this day that we're talking about, you had Nielsen and the Nielsen readings and understanding sort of like who's watching what shows to create some amount of understanding of reach and exposure.
1: So it seems like there's a lost art there that was prominent in the pre-digital era that we don't necessarily have now in marketing which is this understanding of what your brand is and how to sort of get that message across how to affect user psychology it seems like what most marketers today are doing is thinking i need impression levels i'm going to figure out who i'm targeting and i'm just going to pound them with messaging and less specifically on what that message is and how it changes their mind Talk to me about some of the lessons that you learned in that era. And what have we lost today that marketers should be more effective or should be paying more attention to?
2: I think my career is a mix of product marketing and these other sort of more science and numbers type marketing. And I think we're seeing a growth in what product marketers and their role and what they do. Because that is the message, that is the positioning, that is how you show up, whether it's about a product or it is about the company and the brand. So there's a big demand for product marketers in the sort of B2B and SaaS enterprise environment. And even I think that that role extends into other things outside of B2B. But we don't spend enough time, I don't think, on the psychology of the message. I think the best messaging marketers do And they know that, and they maybe even have degrees in psychology that they studied. But one of the things that we can really learn from what I would say back in the day is the importance of your brand. We kind of had like brand was what marketing was, brand was what a company stood for, and that helped to drive whether things were purchased off the shelf or how a company succeeded. And I think today, now we're in this crazy, 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 noisy era where the brand actually matters a lot and so there's a lot for us to look back on in terms of how a brand was defined back then and how much time people spent on defining that message
1: time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor mutinex in 1919 john wanamaker said half the money i spend on advertising is wasted i just don't know which half well the advertising landscape has changed since then Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. Talk to me a little bit about the role of marketing in some of the most prominent companies like the ones that you worked in. It seems like everyone who has been successful or a lot of the marketers that I respect that have been in the game for a long time followed a very similar path. They went through Clorox, Procter and Gamble, you know, one of the CPG companies training programs as a marketer, which was central to the company. Marketing figured out the brand and then the product sort of worked around that. Obviously that's shifted. What was the role of marketing back in the day and how do you think it's changed?
2: I think I caught the tail end of this era, so I, you know, have to say my perception of it versus actually doing it, but One of the things that was a huge part of what marketing did back in this period we're talking about was research and really doing testing. So setting the idea of what the brand should be and then identifying what it was going to stand for and how you would message it. And then what would it look like? What did that packaging look like for that CPG product, et cetera? And there were very long time periods where there was a lot of data gathered around the interactions from focus groups. I think that art and that patience of kind of like how quickly things come to market is definitely like our pace is so much more aggressive now. But because that was the data, I think today the consistent thing is that to have a seat at the table, you have to have something relevant to speak about. And so if you're just coming to the table saying, well, we have 20 billboards and we think that that's creating a bunch of buzz and we think and we think you're not really gonna have a strategic role in the company. But I do think that back in this era, People had a strategic role because they spent a lot of time thinking about the psychology of doing testing to prove out their theories and then bringing things to market.
1: It seems like there was also a change in the competitive shift as well. Longer lead times, the world was a bigger place in the pre-digital era. It was harder to do product development. You can't just Zoom somebody in China, draw them a picture and say, go make me 10,000 of these. I want to put them on Amazon So as you think of not only the role of marketers, but how competitive the environment was, was marketing, A, less or more competitive? And B, was it easier or harder in the pre-digital era? It
2: was more of a craft. We talked about sort of that art and that science. I think there was a craft to the art of doing great marketing. And I think that it was approached that way as well. Like there was a lot of emphasis put on the agencies and how the agencies helped. There were a lot of different groups that helped the marketers do the research, gather people, get that feedback. And I think it's just different now. Like We just don't have that. Even in the middle era that we're going to talk about, you still had more researching what was happening, I think, than today.
1: You know, my big takeaway from our conversation is that marketing has obviously changed. The role of marketing has changed. The practice has changed. And as marketers, one of the things that I've always preached in this podcast was, The best marketers have a good understanding and focus on who their customers are. And that was really central to the early days of marketing. You had to understand the customer. You're spending most of your time researching because you couldn't just change your Facebook ads in a day, right? You had billboards that would be up for a month, three months, and then you had to spend time evaluating what happened. The world moved a little slower, not literally marketing and the pace of change was a little slower. So you really had an opportunity to do more analysis and start to think about who the customer was and how you can affect them. And that's not necessarily the case now, but I do feel like as marketers, we've in some ways lost the ability or the practice of paying attention and focusing on the customer because we can so rapidly iterate, throw things on the wall and just see what sticks. So we're going to continue this conversation talking about the evolution of marketing from the pre-digital era to the internet age and on to today's current age, what we're calling the revenue era. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Trisha Gelman, CMO of Drift, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Trisha and I are going to discuss the second of the three eras of marketing, the internet age. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Trisha, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Trisha Gelman, T-R-I-C-I-A-G-E-L-L-M-A-N. Or you can visit her company's website, which is drift.com, D-R-I-F-T.com. And you can also find Trisha's podcast, CMO Conversations, by going to drift.com slash insider slash podcasts. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.